Hello there, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of Geeks Who Like Sports. I'm Ray Carcillo, uh, the geek, the geekier side of the geek who, geeks who like sports. And of course, I'm joined as always by my best friend and my po- podcast partner, Lee Elias. Lee, how's it going today, buddy? Ray, it's great to be here. I have to comment right away on the geekdom that the, the lighting you're using is giving you a little bit of a of a, a evil eyebrow, making you look even more <laughs> geeky tonight. Now you're doing the finger mustache. I went either way on yeah. this one. Mm-hmm. I, I am in the sports <laughs> gear tonight. Even though I'm a geek, I'm in the sports gear. You are owning the geekdom tonight, buddy. Owning. Yes. It. Well, I still have my Yankee shirt on. It is the beginning of baseball season, but for the most part, as you can see, I'm surrounded by Batman and and video games and Disney and all sorts of geekdom. So yes. And, and for the people so, that um, can't see us, why don't you tell them what I'm wearing right now? Uh, you're wearing a Super Bowl champion, F- Super Bowl Fifty Two champion, Eagle shirt. Okay, it's over a year now. I really shouldn't do it anymore. Yes. I really shouldn't do it anymore. Yes, you're not the defending champs anymore. You lost in the divisional round of the playoffs this year. so good still. (laughs) Well, I hope it feels good for a long while. (laughs) Yes, so for those of you who don't know, I mean, me and Lee have been been best friends now for about 15 years, and um, we are both very much involved in the geek and sports communities and realize that there's a lot more overlap than – most people probably realize that there are athletes or guys who are into sports who like geeky stuff, whether it's comic books or video games or even movies um, and, and vice versa. So I guess we'll tell a little, give you a little bit about each other, our, our geek cred, I suppose, or our sports cred, depending. I uh, you know worked at ESPN for three years and then ended up going into video games as the reviews editor for Electronic Gaming Monthly for seven and now currently work uh, – at DC Comics as the writer of DC Daily on DC Universe. So I've kind of been living the dream, and I've delved into sports, video games, and comic books all at some points of my professional career. And I'm a dad. (laughs) (laughs) He's a (laughs) hockey championship-winning dad uh, who won in college, who's won in in Europe, who's won... Uh, continuously, who's who's also an accomplished author. Don't sell yourself short. Not to say that just being a dad wouldn't be selling yourself short, but... Okay, okay. I'm a dad, and I have some sports ventures that I do. No, okay. In all seriousness, <laughs> I've dedicated my life. I'm like you, Ray. I've dedicated my life, although on the other end of sports, I'm an author, and I do a lot of stuff in the in the sport realm, but what I do love is that every time you and I get on the phone, it turns into this sports, sports geek mashup for hours just relentless amounts of time for years we thought it was useless knowledge but we're going to change that because as you and i have said many times there have got to be other people out there like us that are just extremely yeah it can't just be us too yeah it can't be us too because we're talking too much about it where we wanted to merge the two worlds together of sports and geekdom to this show we're all we are space Yes, exactly. And uh, and speaking of merging and speaking of coming together, I think that's a perfect segue into our first topic, which is, of course, Disney acquiring Fox Entertainment, 20th Century Fox, all its properties, Alien, Simpsons, and, of course, reacquiring uh, a lot of the Marvel properties like X-Men and Fantastic Four. So, Lee, what does this mean for the Marvel Cinematic Universe potentially going forward? 
Well, Ray, I imagine it's like being a Yankees fan when you guys steal all the players from the rest of the teams just to begin with. But no, it, it, in all seriousness, it, it's it's a massive deal because uh, Disney has done Marvel very well now for 22 films and uh, 10 years. Um, and now they're absorbing uh, X-Men, which is a massive property um, that uh, needs to be respected because X-Men is a standalone franchise if it needs to be. Some of the deepest stories, it's always been actually my favorite uh, Marvel uh, uh, comic world is the X-Men world. Um, it also uh, gives Marvel, gives Disney a tremendous amount of room to kind of move into some new storylines that they haven't tackled yet. Not Not that they didn't have that before, but it really does open up another universe. It also gives them Deadpool, um, although it was stated that Deadpool will remain Ryan Reynolds um, in his own kind of separate universe, which makes perfect sense. That Deadpool's not gonna yeah. ever, ever, he's never, ever going to work in the, in the MCU in terms of uh, that storyline, unless they get super, super desperate. Um, but what I'm most excited about is X-Men, and then obviously you get Fantastic Four involved in that. There's just a lot of, of wealth of storylines now that you can dive into. And what, again, what I'm really excited about is to see kind of how they can incorporate not just X-Men, but the mutant world and the mutant registration and all those storylines into yeah. the, the cinematic universe. And uh, I just, I mean, we were talking about this, like how cool would it be at, at the end of Endgame if you know you see some kid with claws coming out of his hands, or if you see some sort of mutant X gene show up out of nowhere, and I, I think it's a little bit too ambitious at the time. They don't need to do it. I'm not going to be disappointed if they don't do it, um, but it's going to be really awesome to see kind of where they go, and and also the villains too. Like it really opens the entire MCU up to some really amazing new villains that kind of um, a Thanos level uh, of evil, if you will, if you want to call Thanos evil. Some people think they agree with what he does, which makes no sense because he's not, it's not a good idea. But anyway, uh, super excited. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I mean, like you mentioned the villains, uh, you mentioned Magneto, Dr. Doom, like there's these classic villains that we haven't had a chance to see done properly by Marvel. Uh, and I think that, I mean, this, this is where they can go next, right? We know that look, Spider-Man's coming back. Black Panther's coming back. Strange is coming back. We know there's going to be sequels, but like, what's going to be the real thing that props up the next wave? You know, the next saga. You know, uh, uh, Kevin Feige has announced that this is the twenty-two movies is officially going to be called the Infinity Saga, mm. right? Like this, and it's going to be this is going to be Endgame will be a concluding chapter in this, but they're still going to keep going. So, I mean, a perfect way to do it would be when everybody comes back, however they come back is it also triggers the mutant gene. It triggers the X gene. And then all these suddenly half the world's population isn't just people coming back, but for some reason they have, a lot of them have, have mutations. And it's an easy way to incorporate this into their world. Or another possibility is, is just put the mutants to the side for a while and start with the Fantastic Four. Because the Fantastic Four and Doctor Doom, you can do that at any time. It's just four astronauts, four scientists, Going up into space, although technically, I mean, really, it's really just Reed Richards, who's the real scientist of the group. But like all four, you know, obviously Ben was the pilot. But I'm going to get into not going to get into semantics. <laughs> this is where but the you get what I'm saying. Shows itself right here, yeah. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but the <laughs> but the four of them can go into space and get hit by hit by cosmic rays at any point, and you can do that. And then how do they interact with Spider Man, which is obviously a very rich history there yeah, yeah, um you know how do they interact with the rest of the marvel universe and you can build to the re revelation of mutants and whatnot so i mean it just it's going to open the doors in a lot of ways i think to not only give this this cinematic universe a shot in the arm when people are starting to wonder where they go next but to keep it going for for many many an another 
11 years, another 22 films. Yeah, and you, you know what's cool about Marvel? And, and I think the thing that Disney mastered is uh, the larger world, which was I was so skeptical when Guardians of the Galaxy was coming. I remember we had conversations mm. about this. Like, like how are they going to pull this off? Nobody knows who these characters are really outside the people who read the comics. Um, and they did it so beautifully, beautifully and elegantly, and they merged it together, and they kind of put Thor into that universe. So I think another part of the X-Men and Fantastic Four universe that um, we haven't really spoke about, actually, is uh, just kind of the, the universal galaxy space side of X-Men, which is huge. You know, yeah. if you really look at Marvel, it's really three things, right? It's the, the Earth heroes, right, which is just what takes place on our planet. Then you kind of get the mythological heroes. That's the Thors. Um, and obviously within that storyline, there's a lot of actual mythology um, that they use. And then there's kind of like the outer space, you know, galaxy, which is Guardians of the Galaxy and, and things like that. Yeah. And X-Men really plays into that, um, obviously, once you get into the Phoenix storylines and beyond. Um, now, the real question, and Ray, this is probably more of a question for you than it is like me saying it, but is, you know, A, does there need to be some fallout from uh, Dark Phoenix, which is about to be released by Fox with X-Men in it? Like, will fans need a little bit of a break before they introduce it? That's the first question, right? And then the yeah. second question is, where does Disney start? I mean, are we already going to have an established Professor X, or do they go way back, kind of like what they did with, with First Class, where, you know, he's, he's young, he's yeah. new? Or, you know, the last thing, and I'll shut up, is... Um, they could go even further back and just introduce um, James Howlett, you know, Wolverine. They, they could really just start yeah. with him showing up. Um, although that's an 1800 hero, he could show up at any time. Again, there's so many different places that they can go. <laughs> so just, well, that's, well, that's you know, just it. So there's so many mutants who are kind of ageless, right? Like Nathaniel Essex, a.k.a. Mr. Sinister. Mm -hmm. he, he, he was born in the 19th century. And his, uh, his thing with – he just keeps cloning himself into new bodies over and over again. That's why he's forever young. Like you can easily do, you could have, you can have somebody stumbling upon apocalypse, you know, who was an Egyptian God who was buried away somewhere. Yeah. I mean, and I'm, and, I'm, and to say also to answer your first question, I think that after dark Phoenix comes out, after that film comes out, I do think you let that cool for a while. Yeah, you have to, right? and I think that's all. Yeah. You have yeah, you to, you have to give people it, a break. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's also why I think it's better to go with fantastic four first. They fit more neatly into the current Marvel Cinematic Universe, and it's been a while since we've seen them. Yeah. So, I mean, and again, it's and you, always and long them enough. Too, and, it's always long enough yeah. between times we've seen them, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yes, yeah. But, I mean, it's – but I think also, too, and going back to your cosmic point, we've seen cosmic beings like Ego, the living planet, right. in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. The Celestials, yeah. Now you can bring in Galactus. Yeah. Now you can bring Huge. in – Yeah. Yeah, the Silver Surfer. Now you can bring in these characters who have kind of been put on the back burner while the rest of the cosmic entities have been explored. And rightfully so. I mean, it's the cosmos. It's a big space. Yeah, we, but, we, we should know, too. The Galact Galactus is Thanos-level bad guy. I mean, they, they, they yeah. really messed that up in the, the second Fantastic Four film of the originals. I don't know how to qualify that series now. but Yeah, the uh, one with it, Michael Chiklis is the thing. Yeah, yeah, well, they only messed it up in the sense of, of uh, there was no bigger picture at that time. Um, you know, right. Silver, Surfer, Silver Surfer was actually done quite well in that film. Um, it just mm -hmm. was a different time in comic book cinematic history. But yeah, Galactus yeah. Is, is a, you know, we, we did talk about this too, just to pivot a little bit, like, like who other, what other Thanos level villains are there? And then the question is, you know, with the new, I shouldn't say the new heroes, but they're going to clearly pivot away from the original Avengers and start focusing more on Spider-Man and some of the other heroes that uh, we know have films. There's a lot of movies coming that I think are, again, Guardian of the Galaxy level 
people aren't going to know yeah. who these people are unless they watch the read the comic book. So um, I don't think they go twenty two films again in a cycle here, but it's I think they're going to mm-hmm. maybe split up a little bit and have you know the different universes again, but they'll interact from time to time. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, and, and that's just it. And you have you'll have so many properties now that they could follow their own. You could do some major Doctor Strange or Spider-Man or Black Panther storylines. Yeah. Although I don't know what they're going to do with Black Panther since they killed off all his main villains. <laughs> but, um, like, I mean, all he's got is Killmonger. I mean, Kill- well, he doesn't, that's not all he's got. He's I think got, Killmonger's like, coming back. I, th- I don't think they just I I hope so. Yeah. I can't think, I can't. That, it would have been such a waste. Well, it, um, it and same, and same with Claw. That he was on ice and, like, he was close to death. I mean, I can't believe with all that technology, unless, unless it was a mercy thing. But I, I bet you he's still around. I'm curious to see. I, I think you could also bring back Claw as a being of pure sound. You say somebody find, finds his body or something and like messes with him and whatever. Te- you know, obviously his arm cannon and whatnot, and can kind of do more. It would be much more of the the pure comic route at that point. It might be a bit much for uh, for more casual fans. But I would love. I, I can't imagine you doing Black Panther two without. I, I don't know what other villains you would you would have for him. You can't do Manape. No, like yeah. that's you, you can't do that <laughs> I, I was gonna say uh you know and this is what's funny about the mcu is that uh, uh if we go back to captain america the winter soldier i mean and you can turn that guy into a computer <laughs> you know you can do you can do whatever you that's, want i mean like that was that was one of the true. weaker uh weaker plots i thought in the mcu but you can do it and, and like look above all we've talked about this a hundred times when you have infinity stones that can control time and reality you can do whatever you want. And you know what? People think that's a shortcut. To do that well is really, really hard. Okay? And again, you've yes. been reading comics your whole life. Some of the Infinity Gauntlet, some of the Infinity stuff has been done very well. Some of it has been done extremely poorly. Some of it has been done, I'll say, very lazily. Uh, but Disney has really done well. And I'll just go on the record and say I trust them. They have really not let us down yet. Their worst movie is probably Thor 2. And that wasn't a horrible movie. It just wasn't super no. rewatchable. No, I, I I'll agree. I'll agree with that completely. I mean, I like I'm not a big fan of the Ant Man movies personally, but like even then, they're still good movies. Yeah. Like it's just that the bar is so high with those movies now that it's like it's hard to like to say which. Well, this was just okay. This was a seven out of ten instead of a nine out of ten. Yeah, well, you, you know, you, it's you, like, know you know what I'm finding funny now is that uh, the the MCU is so large and there's so many team up films that like when, when Captain Marvel was phenomenal. Say that right on the record, but it's almost a little yes. boring. <laughs> Because there's not 15 yeah. MCU heroes in it, but it's it's cool. I mean, uh, what 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 Captain just just getting to the point before we transition out of this too. What Captain Marvel proved was that they can slip in an origin story whenever they want yes. and make it make sense as long as it's congruent with the storyline. Obviously, there was the tease at the end of Infinity War, and the, the origin story was very good, but. Uh, that was a major risk, just dropping in a brand new hero that probably was not planned until years ago. I mean, there's no way they had that planned at the beginning of this entire 22 no. film arc. Um, so that's that's a strong saying that, look, we can we can drop heroes in if we need to. Uh, uh, that actually kind of goes back to what we were talking about with the time displacement. But, uh, got so much nerddom. I love it. <laughs> and also, just to mention, as, a, as another part of this merger... Disney just recently announced they're bringing back Lucas Lucas Arts, the video game division. Yes, I saw because that. They're so, so because, excited because they're so they're yeah. so furious about how EA has handled Star Wars. But that also means maybe they can start doing video game Marvel video games again. Yeah. and like you might start get, getting stuff like I mean, we're already seeing certain companies. We're seeing 
uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. There's still an untitled Avengers project from Square Enix, but this could also be opening the doors now for Disney to start doing things more internally, especially if they start, at least, I'm happy to see they're going to probably start with Star Wars because you don't use the LucasArts name without like no, you can't. planning that first. But yeah, but I hope that this will kind of start opening that door as well where you can start seeing even Simpsons games or alien games and like starting to see this stuff kind of now really start to permeate that. Let's just say this. I mean, if you really look at the history of gaming and again, Ray is the expert on gaming, but LucasArts did some of the best driven games in history long before the consoles were doing it. Um, Games I played as a child, they were so rich. They were so deep. They understood their fan base, which is probably the most important part of this that EA does not understand the Star Wars fan base. They understand Star Wars, okay? They understand the world that the Star Wars takes place, the Star Wars, the world Star Wars takes place, but they really didn't understand the gaming side of it. I mean, uh, don't we like Battlefront 1 and 2, the most recent ones, they looked phenomenal. I mean, they really did. No one's no one's arguing about the world they created, but no storyline on a Star Wars game. No. Uh, and then making it uh, downloadable is is silly. I mean, I remember playing Knights of the Old Republic. I remember playing Jedi. Uh, I mean, my God, those uh, X Wing. I mean, yeah. all the games were they were. I mean, you lived these games. Um, and yeah, all the X Wing games, the, the Rogue Squadron yes. games. Yeah, like yeah, X Wing versus Tie Fighter. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. understood. They understood the the world that the fan lived in. That that was us experiencing that. So I'm super super excited to see where that goes, especially if if Lucas has a hand in. Telling that story, they can write that ship again. We'll have another episode about Disney and Star Wars. Uh, yeah, um, probably closer <laughs> to the time, uh, whatever the untitled ninth movie is that comes out. Because uh, I believe J.J. Abrams will will save the world. If you disagree, let us know. Some people hate him, but I don't. <laughs> no, I think I think we can trust J.J. I think enough at least. Um, but yeah, so I mean, this was a very this was a good. Yeah, there's so much we could we could we so many layers we could go through with this, but we will save it for another time. But now it's time for I mean we're talking to Mr. Hockey here, so it is time to start talking about the NHL playoffs, the the, the sports side of our geeks who like sports. Wait, 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 Ray, I'll do a better segue. You ready? You want to hear a funny segue? Thank you. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> All right. You know, Ray. You know what J.J. Abrams is great at? What is is telling stories where you don't get an answer, but you have ten more questions after each episode, which is exactly how I feel about the NHL playoffs this year. Oh, there we go! Boom! Oh. Keeping that all Speaking in the episode. Me. That's Thank how we you. roll. Yes. Geek nerd, geek nerd, geek. Ner- I'm going back and forth <laughs> on the cameras. You can't see it, but it's going back and forth right now. <laughs> and that's how you transition into the NHL offseason. Oh man! So yeah, so we're so we're it's it's almost playoff time. We're about there's about each team has three or four games left. The time that we're recording, yeah, this. it's it's, it's uh, almost both sides of the of the uh, aisle are locked at this point. Yeah, I mean we know for a while now Tampa Bay had locked up the President's Trophy eight games ago. At this point, they're just going to probably coast into the playoffs. Um, the only real question is in the East, Carolina. Columbus and Montreal, three teams, two wild card spots, uh, separated by only about about two points each. Columbus is about to beat Buffalo. Carolina just lost to Pittsburgh, so it looks like it's going to be Columbus with ninety four points, Carolina with ninety three, and then Montreal with ninety two. All with three games left to play. Lee, who of those three teams? What two of those three do you think gets into the playoffs? Well, it, it, look, it, it's one of those things where 
now it comes down to your opponent. It comes down to how motivated you are. I think we'll both agree right now that Pittsburgh is in. I mean, at this point, it's theirs to lose. They'd have to lose every game. Someone have to win every game. Uh, so Pittsburgh right. sit, sitting third in the Metropolitan. Um, and then when you look at like you know, the wild card teams, you got uh, three teams with one point separating them, um, and uh, Columbus has a game at hand, which I think is very powerful at this point. Uh, now, who I want to win, who I want to get in right now is Carolina, Carolina and Columbus, um, just because the storylines yes. of those teams are so strong. And, uh, you know, Montreal, to me, does just as a former hockey coach, I just don't think they've done enough to get in this year. But, you know, you never know at this point of the season. But they're sitting on 79, 78 games, so that means there's four, uh, uh, sorry, three or four games left for each team. Um, but, yep. you know, it's impossible to say right now who's going to get in. You have to give Columbus an edge because of the game at hand, and Carolina has a lot of the wins here. Um, and, look, Carolina's story this year of, like, the little team that could with the storm surge, uh, for those of you not mm-hmm. familiar, after every victory, they've been doing some sort of crazy uh, post-game celebration that has nicknamed them a bunch of jerks because Don Cherry, who's a Canadian analyst, called them that. So just great storylines there. Uh, I'd love to see them get in the playoffs. And then – Columbus, John Tortorella. I mean, who doesn't want John Tortorella in the playoffs just so he can mouth off with the press afterwards? And um, I also yes. think it makes some <laughs> some yeah, it, it makes better first round matchups and overall. I mean, obviously when you're talking about the Eastern Conference right now, everybody's looking at Tampa Bay. I mean, they won the President's Trophy with like. 10, 15 games left. I mean, most dominant season they've ever had. And uh, they are the real deal. I mean, for them to not get to the cup final this year, it's going to take either a driven team that is just destined and unbelievable or health problems. I mean, Tampa Bay might get injured or something might happen. Their goaltender might go down. Yeah. But, I mean, there's there's no reason not to give Tampa Bay – benefit of the doubt, to win the East this year. Although, look, we've seen crazier things happen with President Trophy winners, but this is not like a – this is not a close President's Trophy race year. I mean, they have no, 122 they've only got 15, points. They've only got 15 regulation losses over yeah. the whole season. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll put it this way. 122 points. Next in line has 103. And then when you get to yeah. the West, it's like 94. I'm sorry, another team has 103. So no, no one in the league is close to the level of hockey they're playing this year. Uh, so I'll just go with the odds on that one. Now you, when you switch to the West. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Ray. No, I was going to say, I mean, that's what I was going to ask. Is Can anybody beat Tampa Bay? Is Tampa Bay the team? Are they going to, are they going to, are they going to conclude this historic run and just roll through the playoffs on the, on the course for their second Stanley Cup? This is, this is what I will say is that the, the, they have to get through either the Capitals or the Penguins to get to the Cup. And the, yep. the problem with those two teams is they've all, they both won recently. So, they know what it's yeah. going to take to get there. Tampa does. Tampa Bay has a lot of experience of almost making it, which is also very powerful. But um, I will give the team that has made it just the edge on that side of this discussion. Mm-hmm. So all roads to the Cup lead through Pittsburgh or Washington. You're going to have to defeat one of those teams. And then, like I said, you know, if Carolina <laughs> is as destined as they look, you never know. I mean, I've seen, I have seen eighth place, seventh place teams come come through. We saw the LA Kings do that not too long ago. Yep. Um, where you're just yep. destined. You're just playing the best hockey of your life then. But, again, we, Tampa was heartbroken last year in the conference final. Um, Steven Stamkos is healthy. Everything seems to be firing there. So it's it's theirs to lose. Now, um, the Eastern Conference seems pretty simple. But when you look to the West, it's a different story. Uh, you have yeah. your top six already clinched. With the wild card here, there are, uh, it's funny. There's five teams still alive. Funny enough, uh, Vancouver, who's ahead of Edmonton in the standings, has been eliminated. But Edmonton is somehow still alive, although they're not really alive. 
Um, yeah. They're, they're not going to make the playoffs. <laughs> but <clears throat> when you look at the wild card, Dallas has 89 points, Colorado 85 points, Arizona and Minnesota and Chicago 84, 81, 79. So it, it, a little bit different than the East. Um, I think, you know, Dallas wins another game and they're in. But Colorado and Phoenix are fighting for that last spot. I kind of want to see Phoenix get in just because their fans kind of deserve it. Yes. And then Minnesota and Chicago, you know, just any day now. Uh, their elimination. They're one, they're one. They're each like one loss away yeah, from being officially hands. eliminated. I'll, I'll put it that way. Yeah. But, you know when yeah. you look. Whereas, at, whereas, by the way, Arizona. If the score holds up, Arizona is about to beat Minnesota. That's huge. Yeah. Which would, which would basically, almost virtually eliminate Minnesota, and Arizona would move into one point behind Colorado. Colorado with a game in yeah. hand. On we, we should know actually, as you said, but it is March thirty first, the day we're recording this. So. Um, when yes. you're listening to this, things might have drastically changed. But, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see Arizona, you know, the Coyotes getting into the playoffs. There's a nice story brewing there in the desert. And But, again, you know, when you look at the West, the team right now, the top, the, quietly this season has gone to the top is the Calgary Flames, um, yeah. who said 103 points right now. They're going to win the Western Conference point total. That's not, that's not – you don't win anything for that. <clears throat> but um, – <laughs> Yeah, the playoffs in the West are really interesting this year. You have a lot of old guard teams out. L.A. was the worst team in the West. Um, you have other teams yeah. that just aren't going to make it. But Calgary, the Winnipegs, I mean, you have these kind of dark horses from previous years that have now ro- risen to power. Um, and then you have the, the you know, the, the old, uh, you have the San Jose Sharks always, and you have all the old sp- suspects besides that. So um, it's going to be a really interesting year. I mean, I'd say that the uh, the, the story of the East is can can anybody beat Tampa? Um, and then will yes. Pittsburgh and Washington rise up again? That's kind of the Eastern story. But in the West, it's it. I'm going to use the pond. It's the Wild West. You just you don't know what's going to happen this year in the Western Conference. I mean, if every yeah, I mean, if everything holds as is, I mean, you just had funny enough, San Jose just beat Vegas. Uh, yes, uh, yesterday I believe it was, or uh, yes, yesterday, San Jose just beat Vegas to basically get a stranglehold on the on the two seed. That'll basically mean that when San Jose and Vegas play each other in the first round, San Jose have home home ice advantage. But Vegas, even to get back into the playoff picture, again, they were the darlings last year, this yeah. amazing expansion team that was really well put together. It's impressive. Uh, they, won, they, they won nine up until they skidded a little bit in the past few games, but they had won nine to ten at one point to get back even into the playoff picture. And now it looks like they're going to come away with a, with a first-round meetup against the Sharks, who, like you said, who knows what the Sharks are going to do, <laughs> right? Like, you, you never know what you're going to get. No, San Jose not. either is going, to, is going to limp out of the playoffs in the first round or they're going to make a cup run. You, you don't know. It's it's one or the other. For me, the team to watch, for me, because I always I love great goaltending, and for me, the goalie to always watch in the West, right, at least out of this picture, is probably Pecorini out of Nashville. Absolutely. To me, you know, I, I think St. Louis has won a lot of games, but St. Louis just doesn't impress me this year. I think that they've... Uh, you know, whenever I've seen them, they they, ha- they ha- tend to have a lot of letdown games, how, and that's why they're kind of sitting. They, they have been to multiple Cup finals and never won a Stanley Cup game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it's, a, it's <laughs> unfortunate for Blues fans, but uh, I agree with you, Ray. Nashville is uh, kind of two years out of their the two years removed from their Cup uh, loss to the Penguins. Very strong team, very underrated. Kind of again in this position this year where they're not the best team in the league, but they're definitely strong. Uh, Vegas is riding a little bit of a losing streak right now, so it'll be interesting to see if they can write that ship before they jump in the playoffs. And then, um, yeah, yeah, it's again St. Louis is St. Louis and the Sharks are these teams. It's like you know when they win, they'll win. I used to joke about that. You know the Capitals will win when they win, and they won. So um, it's cool that they have success like they do, um, but they ain't getting any younger. <laughs> yeah, 
And, uh, it, yeah, it, it's going to be a very interesting year in the Western Conference. Um, I'm excited for the postseason. I mean, So, full disclosure, I'm a Philadelphia Flyers fan. Ray is a New York Rangers fan, so neither of our teams have made the playoffs this year. But uh, while I would always rather our teams be in the playoffs, um, this is an interesting year to watch. I'm kind of – there's something different about not having your teams in there where you can kind of sit back and just, I guess, enjoy it without any stress would be the lack of a better word. I mean – there's really nobody in the East that I'm like, oh, I hate that team. I don't want them to win. You know, it's 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 going to be interesting. Uh, uh, you know, I'm going to take that back. I don't want to see Pittsburgh do anything. But anyway. I was just about to say, yeah, I really hate I Pittsburgh and I want to see Pittsburgh do yeah. anything. I, I look, uh, Pitt, Pitt, if Pittsburgh makes the final, it'll be interesting. I don't think they have it this year, but <clears throat> every year. I no, I mean, and they're going to, I mean, we already know they're going to have a rough road ahead of them because yeah. it looks like they're playing the Islanders in the first round. I mean, the Islanders without uh, Tavares. Uh, but somehow have have gotten themselves 99 points. They're going to probably finish with over 100 points this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's um, a great storyline we didn't talk about is the Islanders. Yeah, I mean, and then and they still have an, actually an outside chance for the division. There's three they, them and the Capitals each have three games left. And the Islanders are only out by three points. So obviously a win and a loss by you know like I guess in in, in baseball terms you could say Washington's magic number is like two. Yeah, but um, <laughs> you know like. Uh, Still, there's still an outside chance for them to take the division, which, I mean, I think if you're an Islander fan, I don't know who I don't know who's an Islander fan, but if if, if you're out there, <laughs> they're out uh, there. They're, I think they're, they're listening now. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> I think you'd much rather play Carolina or Columbus in the first round than Pittsburgh for sure. Well, here's the thing about the Islanders, Ray, is that they've proven once again that what good teamwork can do. I mean, that superstars are wonderful, and mm-hmm. God bless Toronto. They're going to be in the playoffs. They're probably going to make a good run in the playoffs. But, uh, yep. you know, it takes a really strong team to succeed. You know who else was a strong team, Ray? Who? The Avengers. They're going to take on Thanos in the next movie, which brings us to another transition to our next <laughs> our next part of the show, which is uh, we're going to do this every show, which I'm always excited about. You, Ray and I have been doing this since we were literally teenagers, but we've always had this knack to kind of want to build sports teams or something out of superheroes. So... Um, for, for this week's mashup, I think that's going to be the tentative name of it. We're going to mash up because they're the two topics we spoke about. We are going to pick the best starting lineup for a hockey team based on Marvel MCU superheroes. Yes. Okay. And, yes. and uh, there was rules for this. We, 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 you and I talked before the show, we made some rules. So this is what you get to have. You get to have uh, a center, two wingers, uh, two defensemen, a goaltender, a backup goalie, a pest and a coach. So, you know, we're really just a few lines short of a full team here. But uh, with that said, that's what we did. So so we went back, and I, Ray, I think I, I told you before the show, I, I spent way too much time on this. I've got yeah. a whole diagram <laughs> here for yeah. those of you. Yeah, I, I have a post-it note. I have a post-it note that I jotted yeah, I, down, and Lee said, has. I'm a former coach. So I like it's things so yeah. big, I can't. I'm going to put my notes <laughs> down here. But I'm going to let you start, Ray. I'm going to let you start. I think All right, uh, so we'll start with goaltender. I that's think... the most important position anyway. We're gonna start with goaltender. So, so for me, my goalie. I want to. <laughs> I thought about this physically because we also said powers are allowed, right? Uh, sure, sure. So, so for goal, my goalie because he takes up literally the entire net is gonna be the Hulk. The Hulk. <laughs> the Hulk is my the, goaltender. He's just gonna dude sit is there. gonna be out of the net on penalties within two minutes. <laughs> powers. No, he, he's gonna be. It's going to be great because he just he just has to sit there and he just the pucks can just pelt them and they'll never get by him. Ray, they'll never get by him. And then say the Hulk's just going to sit there. You know? <laughs> Hulk like a raging fire. 
No, I mean, and then like when I, you know, we'll make sure that we'll, we'll when a when a fight get, if somebody gets in front of the net, you, you don't need an enforcer. Okay. He can clear his own crease. Listen, I I agree with you. And for the two minutes he's in net before someone pisses him off, he's going to be a great goal. You better have a good backup. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your backup? All right, well, the, let's go right to it because the Hulk's out. Two minutes in, he's out for for high killing someone, right. not high sticking. High well, killing. again, just thinking in terms of pure size. If I'm having the Hulk as my goalie, I want Hulkbuster Iron Man as my backup. Okay. Well, wait, who's in it though? Oh, it's Tony. Tony Stark okay. is in the is in the armor. Because yeah, even that, not only that, not win any games there. If if Hulk gets ousted, Tony with his technology, he'll be able to see the angle of every puck coming, so that even if he for some reason is out of position, he'll still be able to make some sort of amazing save. All right, I'm. I'm gonna. I, 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 the, was the thing on your list at all? The thing might have been a good thing to have there too. Oh, he's not in the MCU. Okay, so you can't use. He's not. Name. He's not in the MCU. All it's right. MCU only. MCU only. Fair. Okay, so we got the Hulk and Hulk Buster for Ray's hockey team. I, I, I took a different approach. Okay, uh, because because <laughs> I told you I took too much time. So I, I was thinking I need someone with really good vision, uh, not vision, but someone with really good vision, uh, someone who sees everything that comes at him and can defend the net. Okay, so I okay. chose Heimdall. Heimdall from the Thor universe, uh, watcher of the Rainbow Bridge, uh, greatest. Idris Elba, yeah, can, can literally see across galaxies and pretty much, you know, do a little Hodor thing from Game of Thrones and get in other people's heads. But anyway, Heimdall is my goalie, um, uh, and I went a little bit different. So, so when when I thought of a backup goalie, I thought about the personality of a backup goalie, which is kind of derpy and you know someone who just kind of shows up and does his thing when he needs to. So, <laughs> so uh, I stayed in the Thor universe and I picked Korg. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Could you guys please please the weapons? Can you clean the weapons? Please? That's totally a backup goalie. And then um, just for the fun of this exercise, I, I actually brought in an emergency backup goalie as well. Oh, the men's league goalie the, that the gets called every night? Yeah, so if, if, if Korg is my backup, then Meek has to be the emergency backup just in case something happens to Korg and God, God help us, Heimdall. Yeah, yeah. All right, I can see that. I mean, and Korg definitely, I agree, has the personality of a backup netminder. I mean, Korg, you just want to uh, deal with I mean, the guy. You just want to hang out with Korg. Yes. Yeah, everybody wants to hang out with Korg. But I yeah, no, that's that's alive, interesting. Just, so, just while we're on. But, yes. <laughs> yeah, you really got to hope, though, nothing happens to Heimdall. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll I don't see, see Korg walk, stopping a lot of pucks. I think he's going to... He doesn't have the reflexes, I think. He doesn't need to stop pucks. He just needs to be in net. <laughs> All right, let's move on. All right, let's move up to the defense. Uh, why don't you give me your defensive pair? All right, so for defense, uh, I start with Captain America because oh, okay. he's got the shield. He's uh, he's not a very offensive-minded guy. I mean, he can do offense, like on the power play if he need, need be, but I'm thinking with that shield, he's going to be blocking a lot of shots, making sure a lot of pucks don't get to Hulk before he goes crazy. Sure, sure. Um, <laughs> and I think that... You know, in the you know, kind of like, kind of like in a Brian Leach type, like he could also be the captain of the team if need be, and kind of like guide guys wherever they need to to, to go, and kind of like be be a leader from the blue line. I think that okay. I think that yeah. um, I think that Cap is there as my one defenseman. My other defenseman, I go with Ant Man. Ant Man because Ant Man, yes, because he can be really really tiny. And like kind of hide amongst everybody, and then he's gonna blindside anybody who has the puck when he grows real big, and then knocks them out. Okay. Or he could stay small because he has the proportional strength of a, of, a, of a of a larger person when he's that size, and you never see him coming. He's just gonna blindside all the opposition. So, Ant Man is gonna be my surprise enforcer. Captain America is my leader 
and you're gonna block all my shots. I, and you think those two will have chemistry together? Everyone's kind of a lazy guy, dude. You know, Steve doesn't doesn't sit down for that stuff. I think <laughs> I think that for Captain America, I think that Ant Man will rise to the occasion. Okay. All right. Well, I, I went a totally different direction. Like, this is why this is so fun doing these things, because we're very different in the way we think. So uh, I do have Steve Rogers on my team, but in a, in a position that's going to surprise you later on. Uh, but my first D is uh, King Takala. King Takala. I can't ever say his name right. Uh, the Black Panther. T'Challa. King T'Challa. That's what I was saying. Uh, Black Panther, <laughs> uh, because he never freezes. And uh, I just he just has that nature. I think the way the suit is, he could lay out some massive hits. Um, and I think he just kind of, like, he's been protecting... Wakanda for as long as he can remember. I think he's a perfect guy to have back in my blue line. And then uh, on the other side, I have Natasha Romanov, the Black Widow. Uh, she just seems like the person you wouldn't want to go up against one-on-one. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. I don't know. I don't know about. I don't know how she's going to do on defense, though. Like, I mean, how is she going to be at killing penalties? You know, like, I mean, Ray. She was once surrounded by four angry Russians and beat them up with a chair. That was the ultimate That's, shorthanded. I mean, that that is basically, and that is hockey in a nutshell, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Just being surrounded she by Russians and beating them. <laughs> surrounded yeah. by Russians. Wow. Yes, the, the Russian four in this case. But she's Russian too, and so she totally wins that. She's like the Igor, Igor Larionov of the uh, of the Avengers yes. there. Okay, but so let's, let's uh, move on. Let's not also ju- go ahead. Go ahead. One st- One second. Just we don't forget though. Ant Man and Captain America did work together in Civil War. Did they? Yeah, yeah, they did, but kind of. I mean, he, he you know, and then we yeah, find I mean, out, he was on the he was yeah, we he was on the team. The wasp, he lied to everybody. He got knocked down. I mean, he, he was a non-factor. He was a non-factor. Ah, uh, he was a pre- Ant Man <laughs> was a pretty big factor until Spider Man did this. Hey, hey, hey! I'm gonna do that thing. Remember in Star Wars? Remember that yeah. thing where like the yeah. guy flew? Yeah. <laughs> I can see Steve Rogers on the blue lines. Does anybody have any other fantastic or incredible abilities that anybody would like to share right now? I can see that. But <laughs> all right, so uh, let's 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 skip off the ice for a minute. Let's talk about the coaching staff. Uh, do you want okay. me to go first, or do you want to go first on this one? Uh, you can go first. Okay. So uh, my coach, I mean, it's, it, it has to be him. It, it, my coach is Nick Fury, right? He's he's kind of already in that position. He's methodical. He uh, thinks everything through. He always has something up his sleeve. He's uh, clearly the coach of whatever team we're putting together. Yeah. No, actually, actually, I completely agree with you. For once, we are on the same page. Uh, Nick Fury, all the way. He brings the Avengers together originally. He's always three steps ahead of everybody. He's always got something up his sleeve uh, when when the situation seems dire. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that, yeah, Nick Fury is the consummate leader off the ice. You know, he's not in the middle of the fray. He's the guy on the sidelines telling you what to do. And, 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 and yeah, I think Nick Fury is the perfect coach. Uh, so we agree on one of them then? Yes, okay. we do agree so, on that point. That will probably be the only one we agree on. No, we're not. So, okay. yeah. um, so as again, I went too far with this, and I put in some assistant coaches as well. Uh, so I, I told you this before. My first assistant coach is actually Steve Rogers, all right? Because uh, Steve Rogers is very old. He uh, he's seen the war. He's a, he's a tactician. He could do it. I think he'd be a really great uh, person to have on the bench to lead the group, not so much on the ice. For me, my assistant coaches, I went with Colson and Hill, just because. Yeah, okay. You need because I mean yeah. it's a natural choice for Fury. People he's worked with a lot. People he trusts. People who know how he works. So, and I think, and who are fair strategists in their yeah, own no, right. See, I think assistant coaches need to challenge the head coach sometimes. That's why my other assistant coach is Helmut Zemo, the bad guy from <clears throat> from uh, uh, Winter Avengers. Soldier. Yes, Winter Soldier. That's what I was saying. I was saying it. Jeez, I was thinking about something. <laughs> uh, but the bad guy from Winter Soldier, because like uh, 
to get that close to breaking the Avengers up, you have to be an unbelievable mind, a tactician, and he's kind of a tragic villain, uh, you know, not so much a yeah. villain in the traditional sense. So Fury, Rogers, and Zemo for the uh, most unlikely coaching staff in the history of the MCU NHL. See, I think you're in trouble because I think that with Rogers and Zemo on the same bench, I think Fury is going to be so distracted keeping those two separated that they're not going to be able to coach the game. Well, what do you know, Ray? <laughs> the answer is quite a bit. Okay, moving up to the forwards yeah. here. Okay, you can give me your, your starting lineup. All right, so for forwards, we'll start with the, the left wing. Uh, just because he's pure speed, even though I know he's dead now, he's only in the one movie, Quicksilver. Okay, yeah. That makes Super fast. You get the puck. He will be right in front of the net before you know it. Um, and then I think on the other wing, because he's the consummate sniper, Hawkeye. Oh, look, yeah, have we, have, Hawkeye. we have another match. I don't believe it. I have oh. Hawkeye as one of my wingers as well, it, mainly because I have Black Widow on D. I think that they're a good team for moving the puck up the ice. Uh, again, that's a little it's more in-depth than problem. But, uh, yeah, I have Hawkeye uh, on my uh, wing as well, and you have to with his aim and his accuracy. Exactly. He he's yeah. the perfect sniper. So, uh, and then at center, I actually I have one of your defensemen. I have Black Panther oh, okay. because I think he's going to be great at delegating and getting the puck to other people as well. We know also he's another leader type. Um, I think you can you can having a couple leaders on the ice at once. I think is is good. Him and Steve Rogers work well together, uh, as we saw in the last Avengers. Although unfortunately, um, it didn't end, it didn't end well. <laughs> no, <laughs> but it didn't uh, end well for most of them. No, it didn't end well for most of them, but uh, I think that he's a, he's going to be able to delegate, and I think he's going to be good on face-offs. I think that he'll uh, be able to get the puck to where it needs to go and set up Quicksilver and Hawkeye to make the game-winning shot. Okay, I, I, yeah, those are fair points. All right, I'll jump into mine now. So um, we already know Hawkeye is one of my wingers. Uh, my yep. other winger is Gamora, all right, uh, the daughter of Thanos. Uh, mainly because uh, she's the fiercest woman in the galaxy, as was said by multiple MCU people. And uh, I want her to protect my lineup. I have a feeling if, you know, we kind of have a Wayne Gretzky, Marty McSorley situation here where, you know, if you touch anybody on my team, Gamora's mm-hmm. going to take care of you. Um, now, this brings me to the center. So I originally had Vision as my center, but after his uh, lackluster performance in Infinity War, I've made a change. <laughs> Uh, because I was very upset with the way his character was written in that movie in sense of he was too powerful and they were like, oh, how do we dig it? Well, let's keep him from phasing and make him very weak. And that's kind of what they did. That's my opinion. I could be wrong, but I have replaced Vision at center. I'm sorry, I've put Vision on IR for Captain <laughs> Marvel, which is an easy pick, but I don't see how you can't have her in your middle. She's super powerful. She can drive to the net. No one's going to stop her. We saw her push Jude Law out of the way like nothing. Right? Yeah. And if our teams are facing each other, I'm pretty sure she can knock Hulk the hell out, right? Really? But that, that's a penalty, Lee. You're Captain Marvel, you can't take a cheap shot at the goal. He's going interference. Can. It just takes one penalty on Hulk and he's out of the game. That's it. Ugh. Yes, but you still, but yeah, then you put Hulk, you, you, Lee, you can't take unnecessary shots at the goal. You put the Ron Hextall of the MCU, of the, you, <laughs> you, you, you made him, no, no, that, that, that's our strategy. We're going to upset your goaltender. He's going to get himself kicked out of the game. <laughs> then you have Hulkbuster in, which I'm going to have Natasha just know how to turn it off because she knows what she's doing with that, right? Okay, and then I'll be, I'll, at some point, Meek's going to come after you. You're not going to know what to do with that either. We don't even know what his power set is. We have no idea what Meek does now. <laughs> Boy, let's hope they don't oh. spin that storyline one day. Oh, he has all galactic powers. All right, this brings us to a last pick. So we, we, have to, we had to pick one pest on the ice. Who's your pest? Yep. So this was a hard one. This was I was constantly thinking of 
who could disrupt the folks oh, on the oh, everyone else yeah, on the yeah, ice? Before you say that, possible. before you say that, um, we mm-hmm. have both agreed that Deadpool cannot be on these teams. Uh, for oh yeah, two reasons because a he could he could be every position, uh, and and b he just does it, it's too easy to put him in places, and he's technically not in the MCU yet. So uh, no Deadpool, just in case you were wondering at home, uh, is allowed on this roster. Yeah. Although we both love Deadpool. Uh, back to you. Yes. Yes. So originally I was thinking Spider-Man, mm-hmm. but there's a youth factor there. Absolutely. I think he needs to spend some time down in the AHL still, kind of still getting <laughs> a little more seasoning. Um, but he's going to be great when he gets called up. Now, my pest is Scarlet Witch. Ooh, okay. Okay, I can see it because, because, of, her, because of her mind control powers that she used in one movie and didn't use again. Yes, I know. Yes, when when she's on, she could be the most powerful person in any given scenario. Yeah. But most of what she does now is just drive everybody nuts and kind of like, oh, you know, uh, sleight of hand and and you know, distract. She's great at distracting people, especially when she goes from her her bad European accent to no accent from movie to movie. <laughs> what are you talking so about? So I think right? that's going to throw a lot. <laughs> I think that's going to throw a lot of folks off. No, actually, you know, I didn't think about that. So that's a that's a more methodical pest, and that's a really good pick. Uh, I picked more of a pest pest, but like you said, you know, she could really mess with people's minds, and that's kind of what a really good pest does. Um, I'm trying mm-hmm. to get like she's more of a, a strong pest, like a Milan Lucic or a uh, you know a Sean Avery, someone who really gets under your skin. So yes. I, I picked more of yes. a more of a you know a guy that might lick someone else on the ice, which you know <laughs> would never happen in the NHL. Definitely look up Brad Marchand. <laughs> If you don't follow the NHL, I picked Star Lord. I picked Peter Quill. I mean, he's a pest. Um, yeah. He's written super poorly again in Infinity War. I really couldn't stand the way they had him in Infinity War. But <clears throat> yeah, he's got a very punchable face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know where he ranks on people's <laughs> Chris's chart in terms of the actors, but yeah, Star Lord. He's I mean, he's a pest. I just I can't get that image of him saying "boom," putting his middle finger up in the air, and it's just like that's a pest to me. And um, you know, yeah. I think we should also know that those are our rosters. Uh, maybe we'll insert some fake round of applause here. Uh, make sure you guys let us know at home what you think your your <laughs> roster would be. But you know, th- this was harder to do than people think because here's the deal: like um, you said it about Spider Man, it's like you know, Spider Man's superhero, but like you know, he's he's not a first liner. He's not he's not a starter here. He no. needs in his current form, right? Like, right? Uh, you know, maybe uh, into the Spider Verse, Spider Man might have had a different take on that, depending on which one you picked. Like the Chris Pine one was pretty good, but. The, uh, yeah, the deal is, like, you know, it, this is not as easy as you think. Like, you really got to think about chemistry. You got to think about how these people work together and, and what their powers are. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I, I'll concede here. I'll let you, Hulk is a good pick for the net if he can keep his cool. So, you know, I, I'm surprised he didn't say Gray Hulk, but I guess he hasn't made his appearance yet. He will one day. Hopefully. Hopefully we get another we get a, another proper Hulk movie with we Mark trilogy, Ruffalo. Right? Are we get a trilogy? Well, I mean, that's the thing, right? We, we had, so we, the Eric Bana Hulk, that doesn't count. The one in MCU is obviously with the one with Ed Norton. We haven't had a Mark Ruffalo standalone one yet, so I mean, like it. either he's totally earned it, they're, and they're they're pushing his character that direction for sure. Yeah, I mean, where he's kind of the loner, the lonely man. I mean, I would love if they bring back the lonely man theme. By the yeah. way, the, the, the from the walking down the highway with Mark Ruffalo yeah. and the piano theme playing, but um, I think that. I mean, yeah, you could do Gray Hulk there. You could do Red Hulk. You could do Red Hulk and Red She Hulk. They haven't done She Hulk yet no, in the Marvel and the MCU. The like the lack of Hulk being in Infinity War is clearly them starting a new storyline for Hulk somewhere down the line. I mean, yeah, uh, I don't think that whatever that storyline is going towards is going to be just a endgame storyline. I think it's going to go on beyond that. Um, 
Uh, and the thing is, they're slowly evolving Hulk, which is the right way to do it. I mean, and, you know, if they can mm-hmm. get some sort of breakthrough where Banner can control the Hulk, um, you know, they could mix that in. There's a lot of things. And, you know, look, like we spoke about this earlier. Again, it's another episode here. But uh, Hulk's had plenty of run-ins with the X-Men, <laughs> uh, specifically yeah. Wolverine. Wolverine in particular. Him in half one time and among other things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's a conversation for another video. Ray, I, 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 it's been 48 minutes and like 30 seconds, and I could keep going here, but I think people that listen to podcasts don't have that much time, and they're probably walking their dogs or on their way to work yeah. right now, and they got to go. So we got to go. Uh, so uh, the hell of a – see, this is great. I love this. Geeks who love sports, geeks who like sports, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, this has been a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to doing more of these with you. Yeah, no, I can't wait, buddy. This is the first of hopefully many – and uh, yeah, and let us know. Let us know who you guys would put on uh, a hockey line for from the MCU. Let us know what you guys will think will happen in the NHL playoffs. Let yeah. us know what you think of the Fox, the Fox Disney merger where Disney acquired everything from 20th Century Fox. Yeah, let it, us know. Give us your thoughts. Us. Give us comments. It can't just be hmm? us, Ray. There has to be other yeah. people out there. <laughs> I'm talking to you, the person listening. You're one of one yeah. of us. Ugo gobble one of us. Okay, I'm not gonna do that whole thing. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, so then I guess we're going to wrap it up. For Lee, I'm Ray. This has been the first episode of Geeks Who Love Sports, and we will see you guys next week.